couple of bit later on in the program, we are going to check in with BC's housing minister. Right now, though, we are taking a look at a creative solution, or at least an attempt at a creative solution, to help find the housing needed for students, post-secondary students on Vancouver Island. And joining me to talk more about this is Michael Whitcomb, off-campus housing coordinator for Vancouver Island University. Thank you so much for being with us. Jill, good morning. Thanks very much for having me on. Well, this is an interesting way of addressing this, and certainly it's not only on Vancouver Island. There are so many places where post-secondary students are unable to find adequate housing. So what is this lawn sign campaign doing, or or what is this uh, creative solution? Thank you. Yes. So uh, we're in partnership with a listing service called PlacesForStudents.com and they uh, are in partnership with a number of uh, higher ed institutions around the country. Um, Their um, initiative uh, last year, uh, you know, really sort of coming out of the pandemic, um, was to uh, offer into the mix uh, the the lawn sign campaign. Um, They've provided the artwork for this. They've included, uh, you know, our logo on it. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, specific to VIU. Um, and, you know, we make up these lawn signs and we put them out around the city. We've had, uh, you know, a number of staff take them out and put them in, uh, you know, really great visible locations around town. Uh, and also, you know, I've been out there myself, you know, putting them in the, in the verges. Uh, we did this last year. And of course, we do this in conjunction with, you know, social media campaigns, uh, and uh, any other sort of word of mouth campaign that we can, uh, and it, it proves incredibly successful. Uh, last year uh, we had a lot of inquiries, and this year, uh, you know, starting from uh, August, we're putting the signs out, and we're getting people phoning us up saying, "I've seen you sign at the side of the road. I've got a room in my house, and you know, hadn't maybe thought of letting to a student before, uh, but this seems like an idea. You know, how can I go about it?" And when somebody does enter into that agreement then or rents out to a student, are there safeguards Mm -hmm. in place? And that I know most of the time, I think it works out fine. But if things go sideways, are there protections in there for both parties? So, yeah, I mean, in a a, um, straight up rental situation, of course, people are governed by the RTA. uh, And I'm happy to to counsel students and and give general advice to, to landlords, especially new landlords as well. Um, we've got a landlord page on our website uh, that uh, gives people lots of uh, information, links through to residential tenancy agreements and things like that. Uh, so hopefully, you know, it's a bit of a help up into that market. Um, when somebody's letting out a room in their home, they step out of the, the residential tenancy um, uh, law. Uh, and, you know, the person coming in to, to live in their home with them is more like a lodger, you know, like a student, um, student roommate, basically. Um, no, they're not governed by the same law uh, as residential tenancy agreements are. Uh, so what I've done is to create uh, a suggested agreement that, that uh, landlords and, and students alike can use. Uh, it follows the spirit of the residential tenancy agreement in terms of things like uh, payment scheduling, uh, notice periods, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But then there's lots of information about emergency contacts uh, and areas for people to kind of get it down on paper what their shared responsibilities are around the house. So hopefully, you know, just preempting any of those issues before they even pop up. Hmm. What do you see as the the biggest obstacles or are people, can they be reluctant about moving into a situation where they're renting a room and having shared spaces, maybe with people, complete strangers or, or do you see people kind of getting over that? 
we encourage people to, you know, just think carefully about their needs and preferences. Um, you know, so if somebody has dietary requirements, for example, or pet allergies or, you know, their course hours or work hours, if, you know, if they're, they're the homeowner, for example, uh, might, you know, might cause issues. And, you know, we just ask people to think those things through so that everybody does their homework in advance. Um, but, you know, nine times out of ten or more, we're finding that the people who are opening up rooms in their homes, uh, these are the people who, they're not traditional landlords. They are particularly interested in perhaps taking in an international student. Um, you know, it's something that appeals to them. Yes, of course, it's going to bring in some extra income into their home. And, you know, at the moment, I think a lot of people are grateful for that. Uh, but also, it's a way of meeting somebody uh, that they might not have met before. We hear lots of lovely stories about people, you know, taking in an international student, striking up a friendship and perhaps remaining friends for, you know, for a long time to come. Um, so, you know, I think the people that are interested in this rather than the traditional renting route, uh, they are looking forward to kind of forging those kind of relationships and, and, and making those bonds anyway. And what kind of savings are people looking at as far as if we're looking at post-secondary students renting a room in a house as opposed to if they can find a studio or a, a one-bedroom apartment? What, what's kind of the cost difference? Sure. Well, around Nanaimo, I think if you're, you know, just looking for a one-bed place, you might be looking at sort of $1,400, $1,500 a month. Uh, and for, you know, 99% of the students that I speak to, that's out of their reach. Uh, so I'm often saying to people, well, look, if you can buddy up with a couple of housemates, that's great. And also consider, you know, moving in with an owner-landlord. Uh, if they're sharing a kitchen or bathroom or both with, with the, the owner-landlord, then they're into that kind of roommate situation. And then typically, you know, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars seems to be about the going price at the moment. So a significant savings then if this is an arrangement that works for you. That's right. And that's about the sweet spot for a lot of the students that I speak to as well. It's about how much they budget for their rent. Uh, and, you know, no doubt it's welcome income for the household as well. Do you see this as a long-term solution or is it more pointing at the fact that there is a severe housing shortage and maybe there needs to be more attention paid to when we have post-secondary institutions, there needs to be housing provided or at least housing available? Yeah, I think it's part of the mix, of course, uh, and I'd be interested to hear your conversation with the housing minister later on, you know, obviously. But, uh, you know, I think what we're seeing in Nanaimo is a, is a fast-growing city. It's a popular place to be for all sorts of folks from around the island, uh, also, you know, beyond into the province and, uh, and countrywide. Uh, so we need to look at a creative mix of solutions, of which this is one part. Uh, obviously, it's going to be great when the housing market is stimulated and we're seeing lots more, you know, l lower income, um, you know, available properties coming onto the market. We don't want to be, you know, there uh, putting pressure on the traditional rental market as well. Um, so this is something that we can appeal to the community to open up a room in their homes, uh, you know, and just take our part. Uh, you'll know that there's new building going on on the campus as well. So there'll be another 300 students or so accommodated on campus, you know, in the next couple of years. Um, but, you know, it's also, you know, this room in the house solution is just one part of that overall solution, I think. I understand as well that you also work with local hotels to try and uh, get discounted rates or to use some hotel rooms for, for solutions when it comes to housing? That's right. Uh, you know, it is still tourist season, um, so it's a little bit of a tricky ask. But we've had uh, around four hotels this year. Uh, who've been great and stepped up and said, yep, you know, if people are genuinely BIU students, 
then they will offer them a, a discount of one sort or another, depending on the hotel. Um, so, you know, students in a, in a bit of a fix can get in touch with me and I can connect them up with those deals. And is that what you hear? Is housing kind of the biggest concern for students as far as getting set up and going to post-secondary? Um, from my perspective, I'd say yes, but that's the that's the nature of the inquiry that I get, of course. Um, you know, but I think, you know, I deal uh, at least 75% with international students and for them, you know, just having the security of knowing that they can book somewhere safely before they come oftentimes, uh, or if they come, they can find somewhere short term that's not going to cost them an arm and a leg. Uh, and whatever I can do to, to help buffer both of those situations, you know, I'm, I'm there trying to do that for them. Michael Whitcomb, thank you so much for your time and for sharing this with us this morning. Appreciate it. Jill, thanks ever so much for having me on. I appreciate it too.